0: Welcome to the Ransom Heart Podcast in a third installment and final in a series that we are doing on soul care, caring for your soul. I'm John Eldridge, and back with me is uh, my wife Stace and Morgan and Sherry Snyder. And we spent uh, the last two installments talking about and around um, some examples of soul care, why soul care, the cost um, of not practicing soul care. And um, I'm just putting myself in your shoes as a listener. And I'm, what I'm craving here before we wrap up this series is, okay, so just give me a bunch of examples. What What do you mean? What are you talking about? What, um, what could soul care look like for me in all of its diversity? Because I, I think what people have kind of had over the years is, oh, well, if I'm going to do that, I need to make sure I get to the Wednesday night service, mm-hmm. or I need to make sure I have a 15-minute quiet time every day, and, you know, or I need to read through the Bible in a year, all of which, frankly, could be wonderful things, gang. Um, but we tend to have a very narrow um, scope of what soul care looks like, mm-hmm. and I'd love to broaden that scope and, and just kind of paint a rich mm-hmm. picture uh, here this mm-hmm. week and in in the things that we do. And I, I'm gonna start with a very tough decision as we were talking about and soul care. It got me thinking about my coming schedule. And I had said yes to something, uh, a major kind of ministry event thing in November. And I'm realizing it is madness. Why did I say yes to that? Uh, fear, fear of man, fear of disappointing, uh, validation, money, um, all kinds of bad reasons. But you know what? I didn't ask God.
1: Mm.
0: I didn't ask God and I'm just I'm just so aware of as I, as I look forward into the rest of, of my fall, soul care for me looks like I need to cancel a couple things. Mm. Am I out of my mind? My, my soul is not well. Mm. I'm not full i'm I'm not overflowing we, you know we've been through some very hard things and I, I need care and 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 I'm also aware um so soul care for me looks like i i gotta cancel this big flashy, shiny thing that I've said yes to. Um, I also got a really disturbing email today that showed me another piece of soul care i I was elk hunting last week, a couple weeks ago now. And um, I actually had a marvelous time in the woods. It was marvelous. It was so marvelous. I was by myself and four days and it was marvelous, but I didn't get an elk. And there's a certain amount of disappointment with that. And I I just got an email from my um, neighbor who was out in the exact same area yesterday and had a phenomenal encounter with a herd of elk and a six by seven bull 15 yards away from him. And, and like, that's the thing that a bow hunter lives for. Like, it, it's like, you're kidding me. And he's telling me, and I saw in that the kindness of God. You know what the kindness of God? You know what soul care was? Soul care was not getting an elk. Mm. Soul care was just be in the woods. Uh, and, and, and so, again, it, sometimes it can be so counterintuitive to what you think it is. Mm-hmm. So, what are you doing? What have you been doing? What are you going to do to care for your soul? Let's ju- let's just give some examples.
2: Okay, I um couple things. One thing is a post-it note on my mirror that just says have mercy. I think um that I feel the pressure to be doing well and to just mm-hmm. give myself permission to check in with how I'm doing. And if I Permission mm-hmm. to give and bestow dignity on my soul, not ignore it, but value it. And how how am I doing? Well, if I'm tired, not to beat myself up for it, but just say, be extra kind. Yeah. Give an extra measure of grace. And so this is kind of funny. This is what I've done some, but this is more what I always step into. Is um soul care for me is meal planning. Like every night dinner has to happen. And when I don't do it, which I've really fallen out of the habit of doing it, it just puts a pressure on me to scramble or at the last minute when I'm really tired going to the grocery store and I can't think anymore. But when I take the time to actually plan meals for a few days even and shop for a few days in advance, I feel so much better.
0: Mm. And, and the pressure and the panic... Gets right. Taken off.
2: I know it's happening, and it's just it's yeah. more restful for me, and well, for all of us.
1: Stacey, I love in that it's just it's so unique. And it's so personal. I mean, as you're saying that, your face is brightening up with the excitement of meal planning. Just imagine it. And I'm looking at John going, I don't know that you or I have ever thought about meal planning and the joy that it could yeah, have. Yeah, and I'm
2: not in the Woods hunting Elk <laughs> either though.
1: <crazy>. <laughs> well, I was in the Woods hunting Elk. And actually last week I just returned from a trip um, in the back country. And even as I say that, it, it can sound to the listener like we do that all the time. Right? You know? Like yeah. it is so for
0: for. It's fought it, for and it's, it's rare. It's and you, rare. You had a whole week, but it got taken away from you. And exactly. And it got whittled down to a few
1: days. A few and, days. Yeah. I look forward to it all year. A friend of a friend had a seizure and this person, this pr- problem happened. We got several days, and but fought for. And the beauty of that time for me was to be in an environment that I was absolutely not in control of. I was at the mercy of of the weather. Mm. I was at the mercy of elk that apparently were not interested in being shot, okay? I didn't harvest. I was at the <laughs> mercy of the wind in the dry, hot conditions. I was at the mercy of a full moon that the elk were out feeding all evening. And I was at the mercy of, of um, you know road closure that caused a two and a half hour turnaround that we didn't know if we could even get in. And then at the mercy of these horses that we hired to pack us in to this remote country. But my soul needed to be in an environment where I wasn't in control, to remember that there's something larger than me, Mm. larger than my will that I must participate with. Mm. And it was healing. It was reorienting. Mm. And another recent example, as you know, we lost Craig recently. and, And as I asked God, what do I need to do? What does my soul need to do? He said, rip out your front yard and do some landscaping. Mm. I don't get to do the manual labor in my world, in my vocation that my soul needs. Mm-hmm. So it was weeks of late evenings of just working with a shovel, a pickaxe, and a wheelbarrow to build retaining walls and to and to put in new soil, lay new sod, It was so healing for my soul to get physical and to just have Mm -hmm. something to focus on that was one project. There's no technology. There's no interruptions. Mm -hmm. You know, simple things like engaging in really great books. Mm -hmm. I just find that my pattern is for every new book I read, I have to read several old, very rich books. I've just been totally digging into uh, Norma Klein's A River Runs Through It and other great stories. And what I found when I returned to it recently this past week was in the third story, which I love, there's this great tale about horse packers. And he describes that in the days, this is 1919, there, were no, there was no way to travel the wilderness of the West except for by horse. And he said, as the brain surgeon is to the world of medicine, the horse packer is to the world of the West. He was the man that knew. He was the great craftsman. Mm. And there was a there's an artistry to packing a horse and loading with symmetry and keeping the weight Mm-mm. properly balanced. And I had just spent time with horses in the back country. Mm-hmm. And so God used it to tend to my soul. Every year I put up firewood in our little suburban house. I make fires on a regular basis just to be in elements. In the fireplace. In the fireplace. Right. <laughs> in our little suburban <laughs> house, we have a little fireplace. Okay. But I have to make fires and yep. see something real, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and to chop wood and feel an ax and yep. a mole in my hands. Yeah, yep. you know, Sure. So, I'm going to. Sure. hmm
3: Stace, I'm smiling at your story about meal planning because um, actually I, for the first time in my life, have done a little bit of meal planning and I have wanted to become the kind of person who could meal plan for about 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> so back to that idea of um, I had to really uh, change the way I've I've lived I've, uh, just to become a more intentional person. But um, it's it's just helping me so much. But uh, to the point of soul care, I think there's there's um, this theme that I so appreciate about Ransomed Heart uh, from the beginning, again, from my first exposure, is the emphasis on beauty. And the, um, the beauty mm-hmm. really does reveal mm-hmm. God if we take mm-hmm. back to uh, Tozer's idea that the most important thing about us is our, what we think about God, what we mm. think God is like. And that to, to believe, to focus, to make it intentional, to expose myself to beauty that I might encounter and um, re-represent God continually to myself more Mm. closely as he is Mm. in the triune, the beauty of the Trinity. So um, beauty in every way, beauty in nature. And, and for me personally, I, I respond to beautiful words, beautiful language. So finding um, just books that are where the language is beautiful. I was, uh, I, I have to put a plug in for Journey of Desire. I just, uh, when my soul needs to be reminded of the beauty of God, of the story we're living in, the language in that book, um, John, is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the quotes from McDonald and um, Hopkins and Yeats, it's just a beautiful book. So to find beautiful language yes, that stirs me. Beauty, beauty, yeah. beauty.
0: Yeah. I wrote an article for this fall's Ann's Sons magazine. If you all haven't seen it, um, you can get there at Ann's Sons magazine online on soul care. And I was talking about um, because we've been through such a hard season and because of losing Craig, it actually is a very, very, very instructive season for me because my soul is pretty tender and pretty beat up. And it it will tell me very quickly what helps and what hurts, Mm. right? And so I made a list and I, I wanted to read. Helpful, generous amounts of sunshine, gardens, the woods, everything living and green, long walks, lonesome country roads, swimming, beauty, music, Water, friendly dogs. I've never understood it when someone says to me, yeah, we're not really dog people. It's like saying, yeah, we're not really joy people. (laughs) Chocolate, kindness from someone else, compassion from another human being, not expecting myself to produce the same level of work I normally accomplish in a day. Unhelpful, grocery stores, malls, television, Traffic, draining people wanting to talk to me, friends and family are at this moment wondering which category they fall into. It's really very simple. Draining people are those who live out of touch with their own soul and thus mine. Airports, the news, especially politics, social media, your typical dose of movie violence. And you just pause and ask yourself, friends, which of those two lists characterizes most of your week, and, and you begin to see, oh my goodness, like you have to be intentional about soul care. This isn't something that's just going to roll in on a tray for you. You know, it's not just going to happen. Everything in your world is set against it. it. It's something you choose and fight for. And it's something that as you practice, y- y- you get tastes of the of the redemptive power of it and and the healing and the strengthening of your soul and the deepening of your life with God. You just want more, you know, and then.
2: Yeah, you want more. Okay, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just going, yes, I'm, I'm drinking it in. And I'm really struck with the things that you said and, and what Sherry said and Morgan said that these are tangible things and they're real. They're real things. Yes.
0: Okay, say a little more on that.
2: It's not in front of a screen. You're not. It's not looking at pictures right. of beauty. It's being out in it. Yes. It's not being in a indoor false air kind mm-hmm. of thing, the pressure, yes. or it's not even um, surface busy conversations. Right. But I think about the when you have the um, pleasure of a conversation of depth mm-hmm. with somebody actually wanting to know, somebody you can share your heart with, Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Soul it's care. so
0: good for the soul
2: just real things
0: yes i I just want to pause and go gang that like i was going to do a whole separate series on what stacy just said that the loss of the real Mm -hmm. in our world and the fact that most of what our soul encounters on a day-to-day basis is artificial Mm -hmm. from the materials to the substances to the the weather in the room is artificially controlled to you know on and on the lighting da, 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 like that is actually very, very malnourishing to the soul. Mm-hmm. So, that, so I just, we don't have time to go into that right now. There's a fascinating book called The Last Child in the Woods. And, and he's talking about that the massive need of the real for the soul. Um, and so all the things we've mm-hmm. been describing mm-hmm. from you know, yard work, Mm -hmm. you know, to beauty, to Mm -hmm. music, to stuff. We're talking Mm -hmm. about real things, the things that your soul can actually engage Mm -hmm. with your dog if he makes you happy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. uh, There is so much more um, we could say. And so we probably will. We probably will come back later in the winter with another installment on Soul Care. But I'm just hoping that these conversations have been enough to stir... And stimulate and, and provoke longing and desire and affirmation for the things you are doing, uh, and you didn't even know it was soul care. <laughs> um, but let me let me end with this thought: Jesus Christ is the shepherd and the guardian of your soul. Ask Him, just ask Him, and, and be open to the counterintuitive. You know, we're going to not take our phones in, into our bedroom mm-hmm. ever. You know, beware, just be open to the counterintuitive. I need to cancel this engagement. Be be open to the counterintuitive. Let Jesus guide you. Just ask him, Lord, show me those couple things you have for me right now. What does soul care look like for me this weekend? What does soul care look like for me this month? And what does soul care look like for me this fall? As always, want to invite you to come and, and drink deeply. Um, we have a well of things for your soul at ransomedheart.com on our website. If it's been a while since you've been on Ransomed Heart TV, there are phenomenal videos on there, teaching sessions and things for your soul um, that we provide on a weekly basis. Hope you'll join us there. You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast with Stacy and John Eldridge, Sherry, and Morgan Snyder.